Man who is born a woman is short-lived and full of turmoil. Like a flower, he comes forth and withers. He also flees like a shadow and does not remain. Thou, that, thou also dost open thine eyes on him and bring him into judgment with, thy, with thyself. Who can make the clean out of the unclean? No one. Since his days are determined, the number of his months is with thee, and his limits thou hast set so that he cannot pass. Turn thy gaze from him that he may rest until he fulfills his day like a hired man. Okay. What's he say about man's life? Short. How short? Like a flower and grass and a shadow. Shadow. Uh, how long is a flower? How long is a shadow? Not so long. Not so long. That's the way Job sees his life. Lots of problems, but it goes by in a hurry. And uh, and, and the, the problem with that again is he'll be gone by the time God decides he got it wrong. Then it'll be too late to, uh, you know, go back and vindicate Job. So that's what he's worried about. He said, you, you also open your eyes on him and bring him into judgment with yourself. Uh, so, you know, God's, you know, judging him and, and holding him accountable. But, but look in verse 4. Who can make the clean out of the unclean? No one. I mean, you know, in one sense, all men are sinners. You know, how is Job going to change that? You know, how can somebody make clean what's unclean? And so I think he's saying, you know, you can't expect me to be sinlessly perfect. That's not who I am. That's not mankind. How can somebody bring clean out of the unclean? Yes, I'm flawed. Yes, I'm imperfect. You know, yes, I've sinned. Everybody has. What are we supposed to do about that? We can't, you know, bring the clean out of the unclean. Isn't that where Jesus answers Job again? Jesus is the one that enables us to bring the clean out of the unclean. You know, that was something they had not, you know, experienced. And he just, you know, he sees this as, you know, you've got these, these days that are determined, and what he begs God to do in verse 6, turn your gaze from him, that he may rest. You know, he's asking God, give me a break. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to be here long. I'm about to die. Can I have a few days to recover before I go? It's kind of pitiful sometimes. Job is so discouraged and so down and so, you know, just almost begging you know please just just let me catch my breath he's really he's really struggling with everything that's happened comments and questions so now he's speaking in third person too he well I think he's he's part of mankind. You know, he's, I think he's saying this sort of generally about men, but applicable to him. Yeah, verse 5. His limits you have set so that he cannot pass. Reminds me of the passage somewhere about setting the boundaries for the waves where there are proud waves. Jeremiah 5. 
Okay? 7 through 12. For there is hope for a tree when it is cut down that it will sprout again, and its shoots will not fail. Though its roots grow old in the ground, and its stump dies in the dry soil, at the scent of water it will flourish and put forth sprigs like a plant. But man dies and lies prostrate. Man expires, and where is he? As water evaporates from the sea, and a river becomes parched and dried up, so man lies down and does not rise. Until the heavens are no longer, he will not awake nor be aroused out of his sleep. All right, what about a tree? What if you cut a tree down? What can happen? It can grow back. Why? The stump is still there. It yeah. Has roots. Yeah. So you can cut the tree down and it can grow back. You can chop the weed out and it'll grow back. You know, that's what I have more experience with. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so that's the way it is with the tree. I mean, you know, its roots are still there. When you get some water, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sprout back up again. Man dies. Not like the tree. <laughs> that, that's his uh, grieving. You know, men don't grow back when they're cut down. You know, they're more like the sea. What happens when the water evaporates? Going to get it back? Technically, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's not thinking about rain now. You know, water when it evaporates is gone. You know, a tree when it's cut down comes back. Job's like the water that evaporates. So man lies down and does not rise. You know, man is just, you know, he's going to be gone. Part of this is to say, God, you've got to act now. If you're going to vindicate me, if you're going to prove me right, I'll be gone. I'm not like the tree. You know, I'm like the, I'm like the river that dries up. When I'm gone, I'm gone. So this is one where he doesn't know about expression. I think so. That's, that's my contention, is that he, he, he will from time to time toy with it. He will say, if, I could only, if it could only be like this. So I think he, he almost dreams of a resurrection. But I don't think he believes in one. Uh, I don't think he, he doesn't think it's going to happen. He thinks we're like the, tree, like, the, like the water. We're not like the tree. Um, and, and I would go back to things like 2 Timothy 1.10, where Jesus brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. We just didn't have much clarity on that before. But they have more clarity in certain parts of the Old Testament than in others. You know, if you look at Psalms and Proverbs and some things like that, you've got several statements that I think imply an understanding to some extent of the resurrection and eternal life and things like that. But I don't think Job understood that. He's more early, you know, and so forth. And so I don't think he had a grasp of that. That's, that's you know, if that's not true, it's okay. But if we understand it that way, it makes Job's suffering more intense because it means there's no way to get final vindication. There's no way to say, okay, you're going to get really bad stuff here, but one day everything will be okay. That's what Job doesn't have that he needs. If he knew that he could be like the tree and come back and God could reward or punish him then, I think all of, most of his problems would be gone. Again, I think Jesus gives Job what he really needs. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. In Jesus, I don't care what happens to us in this life, there's a life to come, there's a judgment day, there's rewards and punishment, and so we don't have to have our vindication in this life. Job did because he didn't know about anything else. That's the way I see it. So does Job seem, does he seem to be 
verse 12 makes me think that Job believes that the creation is permanent and forever because yeah. so man lies down he does not rise until the heavens are no more he will not awake nor be aroused out of his sleep but in a in a real sense, when the heavens are no more, we will be. That's yes. when we will wake up. Right, uh, right. So, right. It's like some serious irony there. Yeah, looking in some at it way. from this angle, but yeah. And he's just saying, when I'm gone, I'm gone. You know, permanently. I'll be, I'll be asleep, and you can't wake me up. So, whatever God does. You know, God can dig up his dig up his bones after his death, but it's really not going to help. God can proclaim some honor for Job after he dies, but it's really not going to help. But you look at the next section, and Job is wishing for something beyond this. You know, somebody read thirteen to seventeen. Oh, that you would hide me in Sheol, that you would conceal me until your wrath returns to you, that you would set a limit for me and remember me. If a man dies, will I live again? All the days of my struggle I will wait until my change comes. You will call and I will answer you. You will long for the work of your hands. For now you number my steps, you do not observe my sin. My transgression is sealed up in a bag and you wrap up my iniquity. If it could just be. That, that he dies, God hides him in Sheol until his wrath is over. If Sheol could just be like the grave could just be a temporary hiding place until God, you know, gets over his wrath, until his anger is cooled. And, uh, and, and then you'd remember me. You know, if a man dies, will he live again? You know, if, if, if that were the case, well, then he could endure and wait. All the days of my struggle, I'll wait until my change comes. You know, if that's what it was like, well, great. You know, he can wait as long as he needs to. If he could just live again. You know, if, if, if he died and was just protected from God's wrath until God got over it, and then he came back, then that'd be great. And that's what he's longing for. Again, Jesus answers this. We are in such a much better situation than Job. We would never feel like Job felt. You see how many things Jesus gives us that really mankind needed. You know, the fact that Jesus keeps answering Job's cries are because we needed what Jesus would provide. God gave us what we needed. So is the idea that we should just endure the struggle because we know that it will end? Well, I think for Job, what he's longing for is vindication. Mm -hmm. He's longing for a time when he could come back to life and God would prove he was right. Because I, I keep thinking uh, of an experiment involving rats and some barrels of water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they took two sets of rats and they put them in barrels of water and they had to swim. Yeah. Okay. And so one of them, one set of rats, 
right before they failed, you know, they pulled the rat out and they dried it all off, got it all warm, and then they put the rat back in. And what they found was that the rat who had been saved once went like 17 days longer before it drowned because it had hope and did not give up, so wow. to speak. That was the anthropomorphic <laughs> way that it did. Um, and so is it that because, you know, there was this chance of rescue? I don't think Job believes that there's a chance of rescue, but he wishes there were. But then we know that there is. Yes, we know. We there's not just a chance. Right. We yeah. A full com conviction. So we know it will end. So we should be able to go. Okay. We know that light God and momentary will affliction. God will prove us right. We'll have our name confessed before the Lord and before His holy angels and before all men. You know, we will be proven right. It doesn't matter what anybody says about us now or how much we suffer now. We will get that reversed. So do people that think Job knew about a resurrection point to this to say that? Some of them would, yeah. Uh, this and some other passages later on. Um, you know, and a lot of it is how you read it. I'm reading this as theoretical. You know, that you would hide me and all that. So then, why do they think Job is so upset? Because you're saying if you understood this, if Job understood that, he wouldn't be suffering so much. So how do they answer that? I don't know. I mean, he's still suffering and he still thinks it's not fair. And I don't, I don't see that as being a big problem for them. I mean, I used to think he believed in resurrection myself, but I don't know that I really thought through all those things. Because you don't think his suffering would have been as intense? No, no, because, because to me, his biggest suffering is feeling that God is against him and feeling like he's going to die as an enemy of God, as somebody God never could get along with. And that just tears him up. You know, if he could believe that one day God would prove him right, that God would, you know, declare him innocent, then I think that solves his problem. I think part of it, too, is that he's the only one who's going through this that he sees when he knows he's not a lot worse than everyone else. So well, even if God did punish people because we're all sinners, why is it only happening to him? Right, know? right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, the friends will say, well, everybody's a sinner, you know, Job, come on. Well, what about them? They're not suffering like this. Right. Yeah. Okay, I don't understand. Um, so in the context of, like, humanity as a whole, I understand how, like, you have people like Job who, you know, maybe didn't understand, say he didn't know about the resurrection or whatever. And then Jesus comes and you're like, oh, wow, like now I see and this makes sense. But if that's how it was all along, I don't understand why God didn't like reveal that a long time ago. Well, I do believe that throughout the Old Testament, God gave it, it more and more information about the resurrection. I would not say that you could say the resurrection is unknown in the Old Testament. Okay. It is not nearly as clear. It's not as 
you know, we've got more details. We've got certainly just much more vision of the plan of God overall that helps us see that. Um, God revealed things a step at a time. He was bringing people along. He was, you know, leading them in this way. Right, but that's like humanity as a whole. You know, like one individual person didn't get led through that whole that's process. That's right, that's right, mm -hmm. that's right. Okay. Yeah. But that's the purpose of things that happened in the Old Testament. Was right. to lead us to Christ. Exactly. And show us that we needed Christ by showing us what it's like when you don't have yes. hope of the resurrection and you only have the law. And so I guess humanity as a whole had to go through those steps. But God saw that as being the right thing, you know, and, you know, sometimes we're too maybe concerned, again, with God's injustice, we think, in that, or what's going to happen to all these people or whatever. Well, God will take care of that. You know, I don't know about all that. Uh, but... So we can't just, we can't say that it's, it was a little bit unfair of God to put all these people in the Old Testament through this without throwing them the lifeline of hope. Well, what about Job? Was it unfair of God to put Job through this? Mm -hmm. I mean, any way you look at it, the one thing we know Job didn't know is why he was suffering. I mean, you can say he believed in resurrection and believed in all sorts of things. He doesn't know why this is happening to him, and he never finds out, was that fair of God okay. to do that? Well, I think we're too concerned with justifying God in some of those things. You know, our definition of fair and how God looks at that may be totally different. You know, this, this I would say, this proved people will serve God for nothing. And actually, I think Job came out a better man on the other end than when he went in. Cameron. There's also people that kind of the concept of not knowing all these things, these people, what Hebrews 11, verse 39 is talking about when it says, And all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised, because God had provided something much better for us, so that apart um, from us they would not be made perfect. So these people, they had the, they didn't know all this, they hadn't received this, uh, it was promised, which is Jesus, um, but they still follow through with God. Yeah, although they knew about the promise, they just hadn't gotten the fulfillment of it. You know, I mean, boy, anytime you talk about some of these things, there's all kinds of things to consider. Remember that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob looked for the city that has foundations as builder and maker's God. I mean, evidently, they did understand there was something beyond this life. You know, so even as early as them, they had some concept, clearly not the clearer concept we have through Jesus, but they were looking for that city, you know, and they were confessing that they were pilgrims and strangers on the earth. So they understood there was some place greater. Other comments and questions? All right, well, let's stop here since I've got my class to go to. Well, that's basically 1418.